You are listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 80, sponsored by Comical and Netflix. Welcome to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast. This is episode 80. Jesus Christ. My name is Clark episode. (laughs) My name is Connor. I'm here with Ron and Josh. Howdy. Hi. How's it going? Uh, How are you doing? I'm hot. Wait, you weren't talking to me, were you? It's hot. It's hot, dude. It is. (laughs) It is. Not yet, though. (laughs) It's pretty hot. Wait. We are a fanboy. We like comics. We read comics every week. We read a bunch of comics. We pick the best one. We write about it on the website. Then we come to the podcast, and we talk about that one and the other comics of the week and other things. Comics, okay. comics, comics. Fantastic. You think people mouth along with that part at this point? Like, people have been listening for a long time? We, we, should, we should totally have a co- – we, we should let our listeners record the intros for us. Good. That's a good idea. Yeah, send it in. Yeah, yeah. okay. So, anyway. So, this is the show for this week's books. If you haven't read your books yet, there's going to be spoilers. So, pause the show, come back later. You'll thank us later and enjoy the show that much more. Ron has the pick. Take it away, Ron. All right. So, um, yeah, so it was, it was actually a really good week for comics, actually. I was really excited when I saw the shipping list. And, you know, and I'm, and I'm sure the folks who went to iFanboy.com and saw my uh, pick of the week on Wednesday in my review... Um, those who listen to the show, and I'm sure you guys too, probably just kind of rolled your eyes and said, "Well, it was just a matter of time before Nova Number Two, got, the the new ongoing Nova series, got picked as the pick of the week." I um, think it let you have your fun until it gets canceled. Yeah, it wound me, <laughs> sir. Well, the, the the thing is, is that is that it, I didn't, you know, it's not like I got my stack of books. I said, "Oh, I'm going to pick Nova and talk about Nova because I take this seriously, you know, and I'm not going to pick it if it's not good, you know." And and if it was, for example, if if you want to go back in time and look up the Nova uh, series from 1994, that was not good. <laughs> and I wouldn't have picked that because it just wasn't good. Um, but essentially, just a, r- a real rundown of what this is, is that um, we didn't talk about it much over, over uh, uh, in the past year because there's a lot of other stuff going on. But Marvel had a little event going on called Annihilation, which was kind of like their science fiction kind of cosmic-y event over the summer. And um, Nova, who was a, originally a member of the New Warriors in, in, the, in the early 90s, um, was a part of that because um, his character is basically... The origin of the character, the character started in the 70s. The character is basically a, 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 mix, a mix of Green, Green, Lantern. Green Lantern and Spy- and a little Spider-Man. Because he's a teenager, he was a Long Island teenager, he had to deal with the secret identity. You know, so great- he's Kyle Rayner. Yeah, yeah, well, no, but he's not an artist. He's Kyle Rayner without any talent. So, okay. uh, <laughs> um, so, and, so he gets pulled into space because his Green Lantern-esque powers are kind of space-based, and he was part of that whole Annihilation thing. I'm not going to recap Annihilation. Go, the trades are starting to come out. I... Strongly recommended. I thought it was one of the most underrated events in all of comics last year. I thought it was really, really good if you like that kind of thing. Um, and I enjoyed it. So, but coming out of Annihilation, he is now the last of the Nova, of the Nova Corps, or Core, or whatever it is. Core. Um, Corp. Um, he's, his, he's merged with the supercomputer of the, the Nova Corp, the World Mind, who's now in his helmet and talks to him. And Corp. And he's been in the first issue that came out. That was that was pretty good. He was running around the, the galaxy trying to help everybody in the aftermath of Annihilation, and it was really getting tired and really wearing himself out. And then it ended with him kind of crash landing on Earth, and that's where this issue picked up. And the reason why this, this issue or this this title and why I'm so excited about it is because 
there are a lot of people who have a strong affinity for this character. There are a lot of Marvel zombies and Marvel fans and stuff like that who really like him back from back in the day, from the 70s. And by the way, there's a great Marvel Essentials Volume 1 that collects all the old Marvel Wolfman um, Nova issues. I think it was Marvel Wolfman. Yeah. Um, and yeah. That, that was just great to lay a basis for it. And the problem is, is that in the past 20 years no, – 30 years, Jesus, 30 years since the character has been invented, he's never grown as a character. He's never moved beyond he's kind of like a Green Lantern ripoff with, with a, a little bit of Spider-Man mixed into it. And what they've done now is, at least it, what I think is in the series, is that we've got the beginnings of an actual maturity of the character and actually forward movement. That's um, good to hear. Yeah, which, is, which, I, which I thought deserved a little attention. Um, you know, so um, the writers on it, uh, Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning, um, did a great job here by bringing him back to Earth. He's been gone for about a year. He, come, he goes to his parents' doorstep. It's his parents straight out of the 70s series, his dad with the goatee, kind of like a, a dad disapproving father and arguing with him and that sort of thing. His dad even said, what in blue blazes, which was awesome. And um, <laughs> and so he's trying to explain to him what he's been through, and they're just like having dinner. Like it's like pathetically normal while he's like in his costume eating you know, eating a home-cooked meal, and, he's, and he, they're filling him in on what happened with Civil War and the New Warriors and – and then all of a sudden, Iron Man and the Helicarrier is at his doorstep, um, wanting to bring him in. And then there's a classic scene that's literally only two pages, where Iron Man and Nova kind of compare notes, and Iron Man explains everything that happened and what happened with the with the Superhero Registration Act and why he's with Shield and why they needed Nova to register now and all this kind of stuff. And then he goes, but you know, he kind of asks him, he's like, well, where have you been? What are you, like, what are you talking about? And so Nova tells him about the entire Annihilation War, and it was this great contrast between what you know, kind of the isolationist feeling of Earth and the, their superheroes in the Civil War, and the grand scope of the universe and what happened with the Annihilation War. And, you know, so at one point, you know, Iron Man's going on about how hard it was and all the fighting that they had to do in the, the prison and the negative zone and all this kind of stuff. And <laughs> Nova's just saying, you know, hey, you know, I, Quasar died in front of me. Even Thanos died. He's like, you didn't hear about this? And it was just kind of, you know, the kind of question that I've been asking for the past year, like, how can this event be going on in the Marvel Universe and it not hit our heroes? Wait, Quasar died? Quasar's dead, yeah. Yeah, how could no one care about that? Josh um, has a surprise for you. What is it? I really liked your review, and I went out and bought both both issues. Oh wow! Awesome. Yeah. What'd you, what'd you think? I, I really quite enjoyed it. I thought it was yeah. pretty good. Yay! Um, although you know what's funny Comic is that you growth. Keep, you keep saying uh, I don't know if it's growth and maybe regression. Uh, you keep saying comparing Kyle Rayner. I really because I enjoyed the fact that you you pointed out that he was kind of grown up because he's grizzled. Yeah. And I really felt I was like, boy, you know, he's reading a little bit like I would like to see Hal Jordan get written. Interesting. Um, I, I want to make a note that I never said Kyle Rayner. Connor said Kyle Rayner. I just said so. that the setup is like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, he's, it's absolutely, completely Green Lantern. I mean, that's what it is. But for some reason, I've never I've never thought that or made that connection. It's never sullied my reading of it. For something, some, I don't, something's a little different. You well, know? big deal. Like, it doesn't matter. It's all... Like, yeah. the, the yeah, no, premise doesn't even matter anymore because, really, isn't this basically the same... It's kind of almost the same as Invincible. There's, you know, there's an yeah. alien race, there's power, and... It, yeah. It's not that. It's about the story that goes on around it because his right. father betrayed him or whatever. The story here is, like, there's this guy who was this kid who was nobody... And he comes back, and his parents, like, his parents are like those parents from, from Scorsese movies. Yeah. Like, they're just like, you're, you're ruining my life! And, like, yep. you know, and they don't want to hear... And that's exactly how they were characterized back in the 70s, which right. is awesome. That's yeah. cool. Well, they, yeah. they don't want to hear anything about what he's doing. He's trying to be like, I did this! And, and he's like, you, you're, you're hurting your mother! <laughs> no. It, um, I, I liked it that he was like... And I read both issues, so I'm, I'm sort of not sure which one's from which, but um, he felt sort of 
put upon, but he's like, I have to keep going. Yeah, that was and, the first. That was the first one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but no, I mean, even even like in in this one, he's like, he can't take the suit off. He can't. Right. Yeah. He, he's just he's he's feeling a lot of weight on his shoulders, and he's deciding Why can't he to go take with the suit it. off. Because he's contaminated with some uh, no. virus that takes that takes six weeks to cycle through. He's got really? the suit. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It says um, he says. I if I take the bodysuit off, I risk contaminating Earth with scroll flu, KDH, and something Badoon you don't even want to hear about. Suit stays on a minimum of six weeks. I thought it was that he – because he has the, – the other part is that um, imagine that all of the Green Lanterns get killed and then the Owen power battery. Yeah. Uh, and and all of the um, – what are they called? The little blue dudes. Uh, Guardians. The Guardians are all absorbed into the Green Lantern ring. Like, yep. That's where he's at right now. He's got the whole Nova Corps – uh, uh, civilization basically inside his helmet. And, and what's great about that is that he's also really super. He's uh, amped up with power. Yeah. And so and so what happened was they bring Diamond Head, who was one of his original villains from the seventies. And Diamond Head finds finds out he's back in ta- town and comes back looking for payback because he's been in jail for thirty years or twenty years or ten years or whatever. And Nova kicks the crap out of him. Like the fights in one page. Yeah, like, without no, even thinking. Yeah, Nova zaps off his hand and then takes him to, takes him to the cops, and it, like it shows that he's this is a different Nova. Yeah, you know, so uh, no, I, I really liked it. I, I miss Sean Chen. I hadn't seen him in a while. He used to do Iron yeah. Man when I was reading it a long time ago. He was caught up in the X Men: The End. Um. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I really liked. I thought Iron Man was good in this because yeah. everybody's drawn and written Iron Man as a huge jerk, and in this, I think he comes off more as the pragmatist. Yep. Rather than rather than just an asshole, I think, uh, and it's a fair uh, a fair interpretation of him. I would I would say this is pretty good. I, somebody else mentioned something about, uh, you know, like I, well, this goes back into space. I may not like it as much, and I can sort of echo that a little bit. But I, I really I love the fact that he's walking around completely tired and he's overwhelmed by everything he has to do, but he's got no choice. I can relate to that. Yeah, and the thing is, is that ultimately that should carry through because you know the Nova Corps isn't going to get. I mean, I, I I imagine. I mean, like what's sad is that I can predict what's going to happen. He's going to stay on Earth maybe another issue or two, and then say, you know, this is too small potatoes for me. I belong out in the stars, and he's going to leave Earth, and then he's going to still be running around trying to save people, but then also trying to rebuild the Nova Corps. That's what I think is going to happen next. So, um, uh, but and then and then finally, the, I just want to make the last the last bit is you know the Thunderbolts show up, which is kind of dumb because. Yeah. Well, there's a, think, the, the speedball connection. Right. No, I know that, and which I think that I think that's interesting, and maybe it will get yeah. him out of this stupid suit. Yeah. Um, but, like, he already talked to Tony, and Tony's in charge of everything. So Yeah, why, why would there be a miscommunication? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but the other thing, I was just looking at this, and, and I really think how much more fun – I think the Thunderbolts would be much more fun showing up in this capacity rather than having their own book almost. Kind of like kind of like like the Punisher was for years. A little bit, yeah. yeah. I, I will. I mean, and I, we're not. I'm not really going to talk about the Thunderbolts uh, at all. But I, I actually didn't pick it up this week because I was sort of on the fence, and the store was sold out, and we went somewhere else. I picked it up and I flipped through it. And I said, I just don't really want to read it. I don't know why. Yeah. But like in this, I was like, see, this is kind of good. It's the spice, but like. Yeah, I, I can see that point. So. Uh, but no, I, 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 did, I did like it. I thought you wrote a really good review that, that made me Thank want you. to read it. Um, wow. It, you know, you, you said that the last one was really good, and I was like, eh, whatever. Sometimes the first issues are a lot of fun. Yep. You know, but then, like, the story actually starts after that, and you're, you're kind of left cold. Um, so the fact that there was two in a row, uh, I really dig the covers. I like the covers a lot. Yeah, the cover the cover was really good. And I'm not I'm not too I'm not too yeah, the teeth. I'm not too sold on Nova's new uniform, but I understand it's a change and a difference or whatever. And it's it, it harkens back to the original. It would I really like bother. The, the helmet the, gets all floppy. 
Yeah, I don't like how. Well, no, I don't like how the helmet kind of fans out and gets kind of sharper. I don't know, but whatever. When he takes it off, it gets all floppy. Oh yeah, well it's always done that. It, it like folds up in his back pocket, which I don't understand how that works. But, nice. It's like yeah. the Flash's suit going to the ring. Did you guys yeah, see the exactly. cover of number five they released today? It's a female Nova. Yeah, Novet. Wonder what that means. <laughs> I don't look at it. Oh no, the, oh no, the human rock, the human rocket. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. Well, that, yeah. that that's my that's that's backing up my guess that he's probably going to be rebuilding the Nova Corps. But, you know, with like, hot chicks. <laughs> wouldn't you? No. You know me, I would. So All right, um, get on to something but, else. But well, yeah, well, the 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 book that came in a very close second for me was Green Arrow number seventy four. Was yeah, I it was, was very I, very good. It was really good. Yeah. And, and what a good time to pull the plug. <laughs> I know, I, I know, which is just like, it's getting yanked out from under us. It's really good. I love the fact that, that Ollie is back with Dinah. Um, and, and doing it a lot. <laughs> wouldn't you? I mean, I, <laughs> Oh, you know what? They're, they're doing it. <laughs> doing it a lot. I mean, you, know, yeah. you, get, you get back together with your, the love of your life after years and years and years apart, you're going to spend a weekend in bed. Forty hours. Yeah, you never done that? Jesus. Uh, no, All I think too. is just skin burn. <laughs> well, you're not doing it right then. <laughs> um, <laughs> do it enough I, this issue really reinforces the whole idea that uh, the, the Batman Green Lantern parallel that they both got these families yeah. I, love, I love that DC is doing that with the, sort of the street level guys is that you, they can't do it alone so they've got this whole support system well there's that one page towards the end before the last big fight where it's like all four of them all ready yeah. to go you know and it was just like and it was like all coordinated and slick and everything and it was yeah. like damn you know yeah, so. and, I, and you know Ollie and Dinah and, and are really they're one of the like the classic DC couples. Yeah, and it's and they've been apart for a long time. Uh, and I love how they how how they got together was they were fighting over the fight. Yeah, like over what happened, and it was like intense. I was like Jesus, you know, like it was like and it was getting cold. It was getting hard, and it was like you know. And then all of a sudden, the next you turn the page, and they're making out. It was awesome. But that's also that's also <laughs> they totally used cold and heat. Yeah, that's what totally. you're saying. Yeah, I see hot pack. They they that's their relationship. I mean, they're, they're that kind yeah. of couple that gets off on fighting and arguing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you're right. And this is the it's 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 not sad because people are talking like the book is over and the isn't book. The, I'm the sorry, book isn't the next book game over? But I mean, the title is over. But but Judd has said the story their story isn't over. Well, isn't the next book like Green Arrow and Mockingbird or not? I'm sorry, <laughs> Mockingbird. Well, because I was thinking of Hawkeye. I know, I know. Yeah. Um, well, Why would you be thinking of Hawkeye? I don't know. I don't know. Tease, tease, tease. Hawkeye and Mockingbird could be <laughs> not at all related to Green Arrow and. Black Canary. Um, well, I mean, they say there's going to be some miniseries first, and then I, I guess, I don't know. But yeah. they're, they're, it's continuing in some capacity, so it's not ending so much as reinventing. It's, it's an excuse to get a number one out of it. Yeah, basically. To kind of re, re, rejigger it. But 75 issues isn't a bad run. I mean, no, this good. has been yeah. a really good run, actually. Let's yeah. talk about a solid co- superhero book for 75 issues. You had Kevin Smith, you had Brad Meltzer, and you had John Winnick. There was, I don't think there was a down point in this book at, a, at any point. I have all 75 issues, or yeah. I will have all 75 issues, and it was great. So. I dropped thing, it twice. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing is, this, there was a couple of panels in this issue where the art was a little off. Yeah. I, I normally love Scott McDaniel, but like if you look at the page where um, they go back at it, and it's yeah. all, all white background. Yeah. Uh, like if you look at their arms. Like, yeah, I see that. Yeah. That's, it's, it's, oh, that's like a that's like a Josh comment. Oh my god, I didn't notice her arms. She looks like a, a dinosaur. Yeah, and then look at Ollie's arm too. It's it's flat. Yeah. It's just weird. But other than that, I, I like Scott McDaniel. I'm gonna be yeah. sorry to see him go from this book. He does a really good Green Lantern. I'm really hyped up for the next issue. That's a great. You know, that's the yeah. last page where you go. Oh man, what's gonna happen? <laughs> you right there. I'm okay. <laughs> He does it in real life much more exuberantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, Green, so, Green Arrow is one of my favorites, and this is I'm I'm happy he's he's being handled well. Judd Judd really gets him. Yeah. Really, really, really gets him. So um, I don't care for Brick so much. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like Brick actually. I like that character. He's been good. So he's been he's 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 had a good little arc with it. I so. really like Green Arrow versus Deathstroke for some reason. I don't know why, because it's it, not it's not really a traditional matchup. Um, yeah. But there is the connection between him and Royce. It's kind of like going after the father sense. of your your you know one of your enemies. But I yeah. like I like their matchup. Yeah. All right, so um, the other book that, that was in close contention was, uh, believe it or not, Marvel Zombies Dead Days. Really? Like the, the really? Shot. I, yeah, I, I loved it. This was That's, a letdown. Why? Well, I'd have, it was a whimsical romp, I thought. It was a blast. It was just fun. I thought the magic was, was, was lost on it. Oh, really? Well, what I thought was interesting was that neither of you read the Marvel Zombies Army of Darkness uh, 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 miniseries that's going on right now, did you? Well, I, you know I, what? I picked it up and I leafed through it, and I thought, no, I, I don't I don't. I bought the I bought the first issue, and I didn't buy anything else because it didn't feel right. Well, I, reading, you know, this, reading this felt right. I, I really wanted to like this. I was really excited that it was coming out, and I, I want to like what, what Robert Kirkman does, and I love Sean Phillips, and I just couldn't quite wrap my head around it because it, it felt... Something was off. Well, yeah. It was, re- it was really fast. I mean, it was really fast. You no, know, you know like what? Sort- I think it was too close to the miniseries in terms of story. It felt like I'd read everything already. Well, there wasn't really a story. What I mean is the events that happened in the in the mini the, the original series mm-hmm. only took place like the day after this one and everything yeah. that was kind of like all right I, I read all this already you know but the other thing is I really felt like uh, I, I'm loath to say it because I'm a, I'm a huge fan but like I don't I don't think Sean Phillips' art was at its best in no, this no it one. wasn't it wasn't at all at all and and you know he's he's great and this didn't feel like it just. And maybe, you know, he's between... Because I know he's doing a criminal, so maybe he had to rush this one out or something, but... I don't know. I mean, I didn't buy it. I read Josh's copy, but uh, it was just... I wasn't... I I didn't regret not buying it after I read it. I was like, all right, that was... Anytime you got a two-page spread of Gathering of Heroes, I'm, oh, I'm, stop. I'm good. You're so easy. But but now here's the thing, though, and here's the my one criticism that that, w- that I knew would drive you guys crazy. I know this takes place in an alternate universe. I know this isn't on six one six. I know God. that. But oh, my problem was is that throughout all the different groupings of heroes, there were anachronisms left and right. There was misaligned time time periods of costumes. That doesn't um, make a it's difference. Not, it's, not, uh, it's not Earth 1. I know, not 616, not Earth 1, that's I'm, DC. But, I know that, but, I did it but, on purpose. But, um, no, no, and I, and I know that, I recognize that, and that's the out, but uh-huh. it was, it was dry, because I'd turn a page and I'd be like, wait a minute, you know, they can't, you know, they, they weren't in that costume until much later. No, see, I like I yeah. that. I like yeah. that they got to just pick and choose their, his favorite interpretations of each costume. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's fine, that's, that's like the Avengers Forever miniseries that Busek did, where they said basically he took all the favorite, his favorites and put them together. Right, but that made yeah. sense because they're all plucked from time. This, so and, and, what is this? No, I know. I, I, I told you this was going to drive you guys crazy. I'm not saying that. He, he wasn't kidding. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying that it, it just it just it struck me funny when I just when I saw misaligned costumes with time periods. Really look at as you flip through it, especially as you get near the end, you really see the art take a dive. Yeah. Look you at like what? the shots of Ben Grimm, especially is like really strange, and then and then Nick Cage. Uh, he's just Nick, Nick Cage. Cage. He Nick gets Fury. it everywhere. <laughs> you know what? I my biggest problem that I kept thinking throughout the entire book was all right. The original series, the shit started hit the fan. They were already all screwed. Yeah. This one, they've got a big army of, of heroes that haven't been contaminated, and I'm looking at that group. I'm thinking, there's no way that this grouping is going to lose. A couple of those people could just wipe out all of the zombies. Well, they I mean, made a good. They made a good point. Cosmic that... power. I mean, a bunch of guys just blow them away with their beams. I mean, 
it, it made no sense that they would that they would lose, and I thought it was ridiculous. I mean, you have to and then you and have then to go you... with the concept, but I mean, if if you have to go within the within the reality of the story, and the reality of the story is that grouping would never get eaten by zombies. When you finished, um, you said to me that a lot of people aren't going to like that. I Be- thought because they really made Reed even more of a dick. Then. I mean, it's like, well, it's, like, but it's like drag Reed down here. And, and it the... came from out of nowhere, though. Yeah. Like, why did he go crazy? Why he, was that? Like, what was before, the... I think would be really pissed off about this comic because, make the, I mean, Reed has been made, you know, quasi-evil in so, the Civil War series, and now he's just, like, totally evil in this book. There's a certain interpretation that, that Reed is a little off-kilter. Like yeah. where he just goes a little too far, and and I, I you know, and like I can see that. Yeah, you this, know, I just, mean, this is just a horrible decision. Yeah. Let so, me ask you a question. Does yeah. now there's a page in here, and and Black Bolt is a, is fighting with Namor. See, Black Bolt could wipe every zombie. Well, that's out. my question. Is Black Bolt is is he a zombie? Because he's got that fight one. That's my point. He's got the whole fight one. That's why I kept thinking through the entire book. It's like, come on. He, he just needs to chug a Dr Pepper. Boom, you're done. Exactly. That's the kind of thing that annoyed me about this. That, that's why I didn't like it. Well, I think my problem with the costumes is is a bit better than worrying about who's going to win in a fight. I mean, that's the story. I mean, that's the whole point. No, no it's like, not. If you if you have if you've got Black Bolt versus an army of zombies, he just, this is the man who says Batman will beat anybody. Batman will beat anybody. I don't I don't buy it. He's just a man. Black Bolt just utters a word, and all the zombies disintegrate. So ba- Batman how, versus how, Black how Bolt. They, Batman how, Batman versus Black Bolt. I think. Batman, obviously, but I mean... No! <laughs> you just <laughs> Black Bolt! Could Black Bolt win? Yes, but Bla- Batman would... <laughs> but he wouldn't, yeah. Exactly. But the point is that, that was, that's what took me out of the story. It wasn't the, it wasn't the costumes, it wasn't anything. It was the fact that they had people losing to a bunch of mindless zombies that would never lose to mindless zombies. Well, I think the point is, is, that, is that it was so easy to get turned, you know what I mean? Like, like the Fantastic Four just got a, one little prick. He's saying that's all it takes. You know, and then and then the one point when Fury was saying, you know, every time we lose, we lose one, they gain one. Yeah. You know, so I, I could see it happening that way. I agree with you that, that there's a lot of power in that room, but but you know, fucking well, zombies. No, man, I, you know? And like, I, the it's, thing it's is, a different they set of rules. They didn't lose. Yeah. You know, they, like they lost because Reed turned. Yeah. So. Yeah, but they were all getting eaten. I mean, eventually they, yeah, were, they were. They were. They were going to lose regardless of whether Reed turned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The so, but were against them. Right. Yeah. So I mean, to... I don't know I enjoyed it. It was a fun. I mean, I didn't take it very seriously, so it was fun. You know, like no. I, I no... Well, that's the thing is, I didn't either. And I re- like just like the original Marvel Zombies. I didn't take that seriously at all. It didn't yeah, that make was any great, sense. Yeah. And I was just having fun with it and rolling with it. But for some reason, I just couldn't get there with this, and I really wanted to. Yeah, I think that's it. So, so. all right. So um, my pick, what of, else? Week, my pick of the week was Countdown. Was it? Yeah, fifty-one. I was really curious to see. So is the number is the is the cover treatment going to change every week to the number that it is? Possibly. That's pretty cool. Anyway, um, maybe good. That's the. Who are these people? Superman? What do you mean? In Superman the, in the in the no in the story. Superman wasn't in the damn thing. Well, seriously, you want to go through, to go through every character? <laughs> no, no. I mean, but like, like, did you know who like yeah the Jokerette woman was? And oh, I'd never seen her before. Mm-hmm. But I went with it. Uh, she's the Joker's daughter from another planet. Okay, from another Earth. Easy. Done. Move on. Well, right. But yeah. is she on Earth One now? She was, but then the, the whole point of the. All right. The whole thing is that we're we're setting up uh, the, the the monitors from the Crisis on Infinite Earths are apparently set, are setting out to correct the time stream, which was just split up in in fifty two. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not supposed to be on Earth one. I think there's a, there's even a mention of it on here that she's from another planet. She, 
Yeah. And so the monitor shows up and kills her because she's not supposed to be there. Right. I, I guess my, my question was, I thought that at the end, like, they weren't mixed up already, so what was she doing there already and what happened? And I don't know. No, they are mixed up. Oh, okay. I yeah, the, 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 yeah, the 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 byproduct of Infinite Crisis, the byproduct of Infinite Crisis was that all the Earths are merged into one, mm-hmm. and then then Connor, correct me if I'm wrong. The byproduct of Fifty Two was that they split the Earths back into multiple Earths, but there are remnants of people in the wrong places. Yeah, oh, okay. it's all it's all there's like there's like pieces of the puzzle that are all mixed up. They're jumbled. Yeah. Um, Why they have to get killed? I don't know. Well, the monitors well, are extreme. I know. Why can't they say, "Hey, let's take you back to your planet"? Um, but also, I mean, we, we don't know the full extent of, of these right, problems. Yeah. I yeah, thought it was exactly. a great, I mean, for me, it was a really exciting set of issues. I love the fact that the Flash's rogues were just hanging out. Yeah. And, like, they had beer and pizza. And, yeah. <laughs> and they referred to themselves as rogues. And in their well, they always have, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's awesome. I love the trickster. Um, so. And, you know, I, I thought for me it was just an exciting place. The idea that, that there's a problem with the time stream, that the monitors are trying to fix it, but then there's a schism within that. And yeah, somehow I, Ray Palmer's got a going to have to be the linchpin in all of it. That was pretty cool. You know, what's pretty interesting is that uh, Connor said this would be his pick of the week, uh, and, and one of the main characters is Jason Todd. That's that's no small thing. Well, I have a question about Jason Todd. Yeah. The last time I saw Jason Todd, he was dressed up as Nightwing. We went over this. God. Was was I there? That was, was so I long there? ago. That was six months ago. He, uh, he, was, he tried to be Nightwing, and Dick Grayson showed up and kicked his ass, and now he's Red Hood again. Oh, I see. So when does this take place? We're not doing this. Does this fi- no, I'm uh, serious. Does this take place right now. after 52? No, no, no. Right this is a year later. Oh, God. We're all caught up. <laughs> everything, everything is at the same keel now. Everything. No, but isn't, no, but isn't, it, isn't it next year then? No. No. Wait a minute. Okay, so when 52 came out, that was, that was a year ago. That told, that told this past year. Yes. And then one year later was a year after the end of 52. Right. And so this takes place at the end of one year later or at the end of 52? It takes place... Along with all the other DC books that come out, right now. <laughs> okay, Dan DiDio. It's, um, this is the spine of the DC universe, as Dan DiDio said at the convention. It is. This is. This is. This is going to tell the overview of the whole. You know. So this takes place after next. After one year later. One year later was only that first month. It's like Battlestar Galactica. That's no, all fucked up. It's you all don't think that it. that's happening a year from now? It's happening right now, even though they skipped a year. It's a story. No, Battlestar Galactica. They say two years later. They well, get, they, tell, they tell you when it is. But one year later, later is one year. Right. So, but so, but when does countdown start? Right now. Countdown is current. Everything. Every other so, DC book that came out is current countdown. So DC jumped a year, basically. Yes. In yes. Their, in their 50 okay. Yeah. Time stream. They jumped a year. Okay. That's all. I'm, that's all I'm clarifying. That's all. So this doesn't take place right after fifty two. No. Okay. So Montoya scraped the thing off a year ago. Scraped yes. the bat signal off a year ago. That's yes. all I'm looking for. That's yeah. all I'm looking for. Some people might be curious about that. I, that is what bothers me. Well, not a year ago, six months ago. What? What? You <laughs> lost me there. <laughs> 52 ends at the beginning of one year later. It fills and One year the later gap. lasted a year. One year later. It hasn't been a year since one year later happened. You yeah, it has. Saying? No, it hasn't. Didn't one year later and 52 start at the same time? They did. That was 52 weeks ago. I'm one year. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, whatever, fine. <laughs> All I want to know is whether this, this was the la- This is the last episode of iFanboy. <laughs> you, know, you know what? Time, doing this damn show, telescoping time, I, it's just moving so quickly. It's painful. Yes. <laughs> One year ago, she scraped off the bat signal. Batman came okay. back. Good, I'm done. I enjoyed it. I loved it. I'm on board. All 52 weeks. Let's go. Woo, countdown. The art was good. The art, the art was, was great. A, a marked improvement from some of the stuff we got. Maybe they, li- maybe they listen to us. And I'm a sucker for any story that involves Dark Side of the Bad Guy. 
Yeah, I love Darkseid. I don't think he's used enough as a big, like, scary bad dude. Well, you don't want to use him too much. I could see that. I could argue that. I yeah, but I couldn't tell you the last time I read a Darkseid story. I mean, it's yeah, been fair enough. Rock of Ages. Yeah, but that was in college. Right, well, that was Weird a long time ago. Third. What happened to Mary Marvel? You know, right? Josh. I have no idea. Um, I, when, when the Shazams uh, shifted and, and Captain Marvel became the wizard, uh, and I think he ended up with all of the powers, whoever Captain Marvel Jr. is, I can't think of his name, he, he lost the powers, but he's sort of trying out to be the new Captain Marvel. Right. So and she, so she, she lost her powers. There is no Mary Marvel right now, as far as I know. So that's why she was in a coma. Yep. Gotcha. So she's just Mary Batson. Got it. Okay. Or yeah, that's, Mary Batson. That's all I need to know. Right. Um and and uh yeah, because because the Captain Marvel Junior guy was was crippled, he had he has bad legs. And so in is, is the course of getting the Captain Marvel powers that's starting to fix his legs. Oh, we wanted to mention right before the uh <laughs> right before we finished talking about the books was that we got an email from Christopher in Stillwater, Oklahoma, who he's emailed a lot. He's a he's a well known uh dude. And um <laughs> He, uh, he's got a blog about Countdown. If you're reading Countdown you want to follow along or you need help with annotations or characters or such, she's going to uh, be blogging, blogging, this, blogging the series. So awesome. If you want to go, it's called howwascountdown.blogspot.com, which I'm not going to spell, but howwascountdown.blogspot.com. He's going to update it um, every Wednesday or Thursday, possibly Saturday. And... Um, and we'll we'll post a link in this in yep. the show notes yeah. so you can get to it. But so. if you if you are if you're one of those people who don't know who Duella is or Jason Todd and but you want to keep reading, then that's probably a good place to go. He's going to have spoiler packed analysis of each issue. So, and the yeah. show notes, by the way, are where you can go and see uh, when we talk about things. Also, if you've ever wondered what the music is, they're always yeah. there. Yeah, go to ifanboy.com. There's a post about the podcast, and you can go there and you can see what the music is, as well as uh, the other links and pertinent stuff that we talk about on this year's show. See, so. I think we were all shocked to find out that Ronan was, in fact, David Mack, as Ron predicted. No I, 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 for a moment there, right before I opened it up, I thought it was going to be the guy that does that David Mack website. I called <laughs> this one immediately. We, all, we called it six months ago. I know. Yeah, it was we like all the did, most yeah. obvious answer, and they went on a six-month-long disinformation campaign. Right, and it's like it's like funny. It's like this might be the only thing we were ever right about. I think, like, that we, we can, like, and I'm sure I'm sure other podcasts and other websites and other people on message boards called it too because it was fucking obvious as the as the nose on your face. Uh-huh. But it's like, oh man, just dude, don't do it. When we all figured it out, it was know? so anticlimactic. Oh. Yeah, so anticlimactic. Really, really bad. Um, but I love the art in this though. Yeah, the art. In, we're talking about New Avengers number um, 30, thirty, by the way. Oh, ouch. Um, Ouch! Ow! Um, Somebody turned thirty this week on Comic Book Day. How uh. painful! Anyway, um, so yeah, so I, I thought the art was great and the story continued really well, but um, I was just like, it, I had such a distaste that it was Hawkeye. I was like, oh god damn! As soon as you walked the door, I went, oh no, they did it. Oh. Yeah, I, I don't like. It should have been Hawkeye though. I know, but <laughs> I'd rather just be Hawkeye. You know, yeah, you know, exactly. Well, I love this character. This is like one of my favorite Marvel characters going back to when I first sure, started sure, reading sure. comic books. Right, yeah, and um, I, what I don't want is a long period of him being grim, depressed Clint Barton. Yeah, no. Well, have I him mean, be Hawkeye. We're the little, the little, dead. He's like his. Well, this, no. the speech, the speech about Captain America that he made, I thought was great. No, yeah. it's what, fine. I can go with yeah. this for a little while, but like, make him Hawkeye. Make him the thing that people well, liked about him. 
But the thing is, is that he, I mean, he, I mean, I thought he, I mean, he's still Clint Barton. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's the, it's the whole, you know, he's the whole character and that whole thing about why aren't they, you know, storming Avengers Tower and sticking it to Tony and, and, yeah, no, that was great. That was awesome. you know, and, and I'm going to honor Captain America's word and world and blah, blah, blah. You know, I thought it was, I thought that was great. You know, mm-hmm. um, putting him in the Ronin costume. I don't know. You know, I hope he doesn't stand with it. Yeah, although I did have the laugh when when right before they go back to Japan and it's just like him like what like a ninja. <laughs> I thought that was a good line. That was really I, good. I, I was uh, again. This came up somewhere else. People were asking for good Spider-Man books that are going on right now. He was so good in this book. I loved yeah. Spider-Man in this book. I have since issue number one. Yeah. I mean, I know it's pretty much the same as Ultimate Spider-Man, and that's why. But he's older, yeah. and he's he's just like he's fun in this book in a way he's that hilarious in this book. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked how, how how heavy Cage was, and when they were talking to Clinton, there and he's like, you know, Wolverine's trying to recruit him, and he's like, no, stop it, don't, no, <laughs> like, and they just do it anyway. I thought that was good. I like how this team, like every now and then, you feel as if Luke is the leader, but then the the team makes decisions for themselves yeah. as like a group. You know, I think it's it's a really dynamic, interesting group that I don't think we've ever seen this type in, in Marvel. And before. it feels like they haven't really gelled together. They're just like, well, we're still all here together right now. Yeah, but they're not really anything official. I I I really dig this team a lot more than Mighty Avengers. Yeah. And yeah. Not that I think Mighty Avengers is bad. I just I think the dynamic in this book is is more to my taste. It's more fun. Yeah. I just don't know why he's not Hawkeye anymore. Like I just don't understand. He didn't give a reason why he won't be. We don't Hawkeye know what anymore. was in the closet. All right. True. Yeah. So Thanks. maybe maybe it was like the old naked lady and she was holding his costume and he can't uh, put it on now. Rubs it all too, over her. Skin. Yeah. Like he's too weirded out and he won't put it on. <laughs> Oh god! But it was good. It was good. She was wearing so, it. So, um, the last book that that, that I want to talk about this week was um, the sixth issue of Phonogram, the final issue of that miniseries that um, that I raved about when it first came out. Uh, finally came out after delays and stuff like that. Um, Kieran, and, Kieran, Kieran Gillen and Jimmy McKelvey. Yeah, at uh, an image. Um, now, Connor, you weren't reading it. Were, did you read this or no? Yeah, I, I've, I've got all. Oh, you, you picked it up, yeah. But but Josh, you've been reading it, right? Yeah, actually, I didn't buy the last issue because I didn't didn't have it but i read Connors, oh. so okay yeah. yeah um i thought it, it it meandered a little bit in the middle we kind of stopped talking about it yeah. <laughs> because well, it wasn't issue four yeah. happened yeah exactly I guess. that may have been happening i'm not sure <laughs> but i thought it, ca- it came together it, i thought it did really um i thought it I, I thought it came together very nicely i thought it was so. a i thought it was a proper ending i think it was too long yeah, we were, Josh yeah. and I talked about how it could have easily been a four-issue miniseries and been much it, tighter. Maybe three yeah, six-issue miniseries. Yeah, I could see that. And I, and I think that. at the end, I understood what it was finally, but it took me a long time to understand what it was. Like, Britannia is Britpop, and it's yep. it is personified by a character. Yeah. And Woo! I liked the end of it, but I felt like the part when she realized that and, and, and decided I'm going to be done, that should have happened at the end of the book. Yeah, because it felt like the big moment happened in the first few pages, and then it was wandering around. Not unlike Ron's favorite uh, Lord of the Rings three, or maybe Spider Man three. <laughs> yeah, like it was like okay, the story's over, end the story, a little yeah. bit, I guess. But I, I thought that this one was really clear. It made that sort of abstract concept really clear. I liked the idea that you know Brit Pops made two appearances. You should die. You know, you should die with some dignity. Yeah, and she was like, "You know what? You're right. I, I thought that was really well done." Yeah, I think his art is still fantastic. Yeah, totally. 
and I'm really, really excited for there's a teaser in the back cover for uh, Suburban Glamour, mm-hmm. uh, Jamie McKelvey's book, next book. And uh, the thing I feel bad for him is that like it looks like it looks to be music based as well because like the ad has like a little Polaroid of like a guy and a girl, and the girl kind of looks like the girl from from Phonogram, and right. there's a pair of head- earbuds, and there's like a pin, you know, like the little one inch pin, mm-hmm. and. It, so I, I hope he doesn't get pigeonholed as just like the guy who draws music stuff, like, kind of like kind of like China Clugsen has, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like you know, like oh the mu- you know, not that I I love it, and I'll eat it all up, but it's just like I love his art. The art is great. I and, do I do so, think yeah. that this is a book. It, it's it's for such a specific audience. I don't know how yeah. they sell enough books. Yeah, yeah. I mean, totally. it's such a specific audience. Like yeah, yeah. But it was good. I mean, it ended on a high note. And I really liked it. So I, I mean, I'm, 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 and the thing is, I'm, I'm going to be a total geek for it. I'm going to pick up the trade. I'm going to get everything. And you know, so it's, it's. You know, what's funny is I, I was saying that the, the really only lasting effect of this book is since the first one, I've been listening to a lot of Oasis. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No, I mean, but like I, I, of course, I always skip things when they're popular, and I come back to them yeah. five to ten years later. Yeah, that's what happens <laughs> with that. So. All right. Cool. So, um, yeah, it was a good week for comics. Loved it. It was. It was I was really uh, looking forward fun. to coming here and talking about them this week. Yeah. Yay. So, um, and this year's show is sponsored by Netflix. This year's show? This year's show oh. is sponsored by Netflix. I'm going deaf. Um, you, Netflix.com. They've got, um, by signing up for a new account, uh, they've got over 75,000 titles. They, uh, this is the service where you can go online. Go to, I'm sure everybody's heard of Netflix by now. You can go online. <laughs> you can pick your movies. They mail them to you. You mail them back. Um, when you're done watching them, no late fees, um, free shipping. It's super. They got plans starting from 4.99, and if you sign up, um, you get a free two-week trial. So head over to www.netflix.com/ifanboy. That's www.netflix.com/ifanboy and register today. So, excellent listener mail time. Uh, first one up is from Heinrich. Heinrich A. <coughs> Heinrich. Heinrich A. from Stockholm, Sweden. Yeah. He says, I know many readers are very faithful to their favorite creators and pick up anything written or drawn by them. I know I do. I mean, I dropped Ultimate Fantastic Four as soon as Millar left. Had no real interest in the title, but, but I like Mark Millar. The same goes for their favorite characters. I know people who pick up anything with Wolverine on the cover. But my question is, do you have any writers, artists, or characters that you avoid like the plague? I mean, I used to love John Byrne back in the 80s, and his run on She-Hulk was one of the funniest books ever written. I even like most of the issues of Next Men. But now, after Spider-Man Year One and Wonder Woman... And some other stuff, stuff he said. Spider-Man I chapter one. I wouldn't pick up a book by Byrne to save my life. And also, are there any titles or characters you, would read, you wouldn't read no matter what the writer? Or can any character be cool if the book is written by the right guy? For example, I would never read a Spawn book even if it was written by Alan Moore and drawn by Brian Hitch. He did write let's, let's, Spawn. Let's tackle the, uh, the second question before the first. Okay. Um, I would read anything if it was by a good creator. Yes. I don't think there are any characters I would limit myself. You know, if if you know if if, if Bendis decides to write a four brush four brush man miniseries, I'm going to read. I'll that. at least give it a shot. Yeah, I'm 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 I wouldn't write anybody off, but there might be things that I'm not interested in for whatever reason, and I wouldn't. But if I heard like along the line that it was, you know, like this is pretty good, I would never say, oh, you know, I'm yeah, not going to yeah. read that because of this. There's got to be some, yeah. I mean, like if Bendis decided to do a uh, Jack Kirby's New Gods miniseries, I'm probably not going to buy that. Really? Because I'm not, I'm not, yeah. right? But I'm not really into. I've never, you know, like ironically enough, I've never gotten into the New Gods. I mean, there's just know, some like things that. I'm not interested in, like you know, right. I, I'm for whatever reason I wasn't interested in Annihilation. I not because I right. heard it was bad. I just don't want. Right. right but what if, Al, if, but if Alan Moore was doing Annihilation? Alan Moore's written a lot of stuff that I didn't read. You know, even Bendis does stuff that I didn't read. Right, or Brubaker's doing Annihilation. Brubaker's doing Ultimate X-Men, and I don't, or not Ultimate, Uncanny X-Men, and I don't read it. Right. Yeah, but you right, tried right. it. 
Yeah, I did. That's the point. Yeah. Was there anything you wouldn't that's even the... try? Not, I don't I mean, think so off the off the top of my head. I, I don't have right. a disdain against certain characters. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I don't ever read the Hulk. All right, there you go. I, I don't like the Hulk. I never have. So, so Alan Moore and the Hulk, you wouldn't even give one issue? No, I would probably read that. But ah, that's, see, Alan, that's, <laughs> that's Alan Moore, though. It like, matter, though. So that's, what? It doesn't matter. There's no character that you, that you would hate so much that you wouldn't even give it a shot. The closest I would say is the Hulk, though. Okay. Okay, fair enough. So now the, the, the creators... This kind of gives into the dark side of things. Oh, I know. And, I can. I was trying to think of. I know yours. I know the one. Oh, I've got. I've got. I've got. I've got. I've got a list here. It scrolls <laughs> across the room. Ron's um, is going to be longer than anybody's. Oh fuck me! I don't even want to get into it. To be honest with you. Okay, oh, just get Rab out of the way. Ben Rab. Ben fucking Rab. <laughs> oh my god! I haven't seen his name on a comic book in years, and I hope he stays the hell away. Um, yeah, I, fucking ruined Excalibur. Let me see if I can. I want to guess Ron's. Can we guess Ron's, Connor? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Uh. Lobdell? Oh, fucking Lobdell. <laughs> god damn it. How many years did they before they took him off the goddamn book? Oh my god, he ruined Uncanny. Um, but you'd uh, still buy it if he got put on Uncanny. I, I have every issue Lobdell wrote on Uncanny, and I would buy him every more that he bought after that. Do you have a Zimmerman problem? I have no Zimmerman problem. Uh, I'm not Chuck like Austin. Zimmerman. Chuck fucking Austin. <laughs> god, that was nonsense. It made no sense. Are these all people related theme. to X-Men books? Yes, they are. Not Rab. <laughs> Rab Excalibur. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, my fucking baby. He killed it. He killed it. Ironically, he got really good towards the end. <laughs> so I think we should move uh, on. All right, move on. Yeah, so. What about you guys? Any creators that are in the plague or no? Maybe we should move on. Okay, moving on. Our uh, next email comes from David A. in South California, Southern California. South. Um, he was, South California. You know, South Dakota. South- <laughs> SoCal is what we call okay. it. Across the tracks. All right, so he's at Barnes & Noble, um, and he sees they always have Japanese comic books and the other books that have similar looks to them, next to the Western, as in culture, not genre, uh, trade paperbacks. They offer more Japanese comics and books that are like them than the Western comics. Also, they all seem to have a bunch of kids only there reading Japanese comics. He's wondering, why are they so popular? I've read a couple, and they're the same series that he really likes, but how did they become so popular here, and why do there seem to be more choices in series of books rather than the other books? Now, this is really interesting because for the, our longtime listeners and iFanboy Faithful might remember, when was it, about a year ago maybe? I had the – maybe last summer, last August, I had the same realization when I was in a Barnes & Noble in Seattle and I freaked the fuck out. Because yes. I didn't understand why there was like 12 bookshelves of manga and Japanese comics and like four of graphic novels and Western comics. I didn't understand it either. Because they sold – because well no because the I, I don't I don't have the my only guess is that those books are somehow Tokyo Pop and all those books and Naruto and all that kind of stuff got got into Barnes and Noble while comics still struggle and the ten year olds went from the cartoons like we did with the Transformers to toys but they went from the cartoons and they saw the books at the Barnes and Noble and just bought them like wildfire that's my only guess uh, well, they're in it's... there because they sell a lot that's why right but but there's a chicken and the egg problem like how do they sell because a lot? the Saturday morning cartoons for years and years and years were all r- right no but they but but they sell but they sell a lot because they were in there. It's a, you know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a, it's a supply and demand chicken and the egg kind of thing. It's like they're only selling because they're there, and they're only there because no, they're only no, there no, because no, they're no, selling. No, no. That would well, suggest that the comic books on the shelves would be selling too, and they're not. Yeah, they're there too. Well, no, they're, they're, they're not, well, it's not. No, no. I think I think the argument could be made that there's not as much there as the Japanese. Like the, no. the, whatever if reason. If you had the, twelve shelves of manga and twelve shelves of of Marvel DC image Dark Horse books, you would still see yeah. that manga would outsell Marvel DC Dark Horse by ten ten times in those stores. I don't know about that. That's absolutely true. That these are businesses they wouldn't run that way otherwise. Like they, right, they no, would but eventually I, but I, change it. No, but like I said, I mean, I I think that they the books were there and then they got bought, so they ordered more. 
And for years, and, and honestly, we the, right now we, we, is the most amount of graphic novels and, and comics as we know them in these kind of stores right, but the than, people, than ever. The people go but the problem, the problem was is that three, four years ago when manga started emerging in Barnes & Noble, there wasn't as much of the traditional comics. Now, the kids are, kids are buying and the kids who are sitting on the aisles reading the books are not kids who are ever going to buy a Marvel DC book. They're people who were raised on the... I think that's really limiting. I think that's really limiting. You don't know that they're never going to buy it. It's just that because given the option, they want some sort of comic book and they see Naruto and they see it on TV, so they grab it and they read I it. Think so. that, I don't think it's... I don't think, I don't think that's right at all. I don't think that they see it as, like, this is the kind of comic book I want. It's different. Right. It's a culture thing. Yeah, it's a culture thing. This is the kind of media I want. It's because it's Japanese anime-inspired comics and things like that. And that's a completely different animal to them as com as, as comics that, that we're more familiar with. Right, right. I don't think I don't think we're ever going to figure it out. Well, we did. I mean, honest. we figured it out. They're more popular. Right. They're more. Yeah, but I don't think you you can. We know for sure it's what you're saying or what I'm saying. Listen, I, I, I don't know any young people. Right. <laughs> I don't talk to them. I avoid them on the train. Uh, they're scary to me. So, but this this ties into the next um, email, which is from Tracy um, from R R Roanoke, Virginia. Isn't that the Lost Colony? Yeah, that's where all the graphic novel yeah. sales went. Um, Tracy's been thinking about the predominance of men in comics culture, and was always left with the question of why she uh, she's the only ga gal who walks by the comics aisles in Barnes and Noble and dares to venture into the regrettably smelly cough teenage boys cough local comic store. So um, people just have and bad she says, shops. Yeah, she says there also seems to be a lack of female artisans contributing to the major comic lines, and they all have big names, as we mentioned in the podcast, but she can't recall a single woman amongst them. She's left to wonder what keeps women away from the fascinating mode of storytelling, both in production and consumption. Is the content, lack of marketing, the smelly boys? It's a perfect storm. And I and yeah, and I, it's a perfect storm, and I think it's a similar it's a similar situation as why is manga popular? Why why aren't comics popular with girls? Is because it's accessibility and it's and it's and it's um, access. Also, a long the culture, the culture, a long standing yeah. stigma and culture of boyism. Right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, like like a lot. I'm I'm guessing that a lot of girls would would find a great deal of interest in in modern graphic novels because they're not. You know, uh, we, do, and we know that's true because we know a lot of them who read them. I certainly do, and it, you know, it, it took me a long time for you know to get my wife to to be reading things regularly. And now she re now she doesn't read like you know Marvel books like I do. She's not interested in that. But there's still a whole lot of other stuff that she is interested in. And even so, like there's enough you know women can be interested in Marvel stuff. They just when I say you know Marvel, DC superhero, mainstream stuff. But I don't know why. I mean, I guess it's kind of a. I mean, it's a cultural a stigma. Club. Yeah, the boys, yeah, and it's still it's still predominantly a boys' club. And the, but the thing is, is that there, there are the the there have always been women. I mean, like Anne Ossenti and and Louise uh, Louise Simonson, Simonson and stuff. Is like, huge. Yeah. They've they've always been there, and there are other great role models and women in comics. I mean, Becky Cloonan, there's Gail Simone. There's you know, I mean, there are women who really love the medium and are and are working in it. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's tough because you know th shit blowing up and muscles and and stuff like that. It tends to be a boys. Thing, I actually you know? think that uh, I think Wizard went a long way in propagating that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, totally. Whereas whereas you know. We've been to a lot of comic conventions. There are girls there, and there is material there for them. And while there are booths with chicks in bathing suits and stuff, there's a lot of it that's very gender neutral. And I think right. I, I I think that you know, if you're in a if you're in Roanoke, Virginia, maybe you're in more of a, a, a rural area. But I find it you know as you get to you know in the city, it, it's less so. 
Yeah, I mean, like, it's, and, and also it's like kind of saying the perfect storm, and she was talking about the smelly boys in the comic stores. Comic stores need to change, too, and we've got stores like Isotope in San Francisco and, and Rocket Ship in Brooklyn and even Midtown in, in Manhattan, sure. you know, like, the, you know, where there are a lot of women in those stores when I'm there, and because they're accessible and they're, they're, they're better retailing places than, you know, the Android's dungeon, you know. And, and they don't and, feel like they can, they don't feel like they're going to get leered at if they go there. Yeah. As opposed to a little hole in the wall local place, which is like where two guys, you know, hold court all day. Right. And how many years were comics always thrust with baseball cards? I mean, that's what we grew up in. I went yeah. to the baseball card store to buy my comics yeah, for, when I started. Yeah, you know, so it's 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 interesting, you know. Well, you're, you're dealing with decades of culture that you're fighting. I mean, it's, it's yeah. much better now than it used to be, but it's going to be a long time before it's truly like an equal gender yeah. medium. So, Tracy, you should open a comic book store in Roanoke and make it accessible to girls. We... We do Go our do part that. here. We try to do what we can. Yeah, think think globally, act locally. Dave from Tacoma Park, Maryland says, "I'm slowly working my way through Walking Dead by reading the trades. I'm about to finish off Volume Four. I'm think, I'm starting to think that there are too many splash or one panel pages. I call them big panel pages because they don't seem that different from most other pages in the books, except for the fact that there's only one panel on the page. It's kind of like a movie or television character overusing a close-up." Or playing music to cue the audience as to how she, he or she wants to have them feel. To me, a splash page is more fun than just a close-up. It's, in fact, it doesn't have to be a close-up and quite often isn't. Maybe if the artwork wasn't quite so spare, I wouldn't be so critical. What do you think? Are there any too many one-page panels in Walking Dead? Ooh, ooh, can I? Yes. Go for it. Hey, a close-up and a, and a splash page are completely opposite. That's the point. It's an yes. establishing <laughs> shot. Um, other than I actually just finished reading the sixth volume, I think, of The Walking Dead last night. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes. I mean, like, that is as masterful a comic book as I keep going through. Like, I was telling Connor that I can't, I want to say, like, I'll read one issue or stop. I can't even find the spots in that trade where the issues stop. Uh, that you know, it's funny you say that because I just I'm on the hardcovers uh-huh. and I just finished book two of the hardcovers and I blew through it in a night. Yep. And and I literally at three points in the book I said, where do the issues start and end here? <laughs> That's, yeah, I cannot tell. It was it was fascinating. It's amazing. I'm glad it's you felt ama- that way too. Because yeah. like, what am I missing? Like I don't know if he's pla- I don't know if he planned it to do it that way. But if he did, that's genius. Dude. Yeah. It, I, I, talk about amazing. Because it I reads mean, it, like it, a novel more yeah. so yeah. in, in yeah. trade form. I, I don't know what that book is going to be like in issues, but I cannot stop reading. No, you can't. You have to go through it. And I don't think I've ever read a Walking Dead trade in in, le- in more than one sitting. Uh, yeah, you can. I, I, so I mean, I, I see what you're saying, and I definitely think that there are books. That over, I don't. I mean, I think in some superhero books, when I see splash pages, I'm like, uh, "There's two pages I've lost." I don't feel that way with Walking Dead, though. Yeah. I feel like it's paced very well. Um, but I, you know, maybe it's different if you're reading in issues. That's the only thing I can think of. Oh, well, he's reading, he's in, reading trades. in trades. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you, dude. It's a damn good book. <laughs> it's, though. it's it's a it's a personal preference, I think. Yeah, maybe. So. Josh, do you want so. to tell the people about? Uh... Well, if you are thinking, God, these people won't shut up about The Walking Dead, and I. I don't. I, I feel like I'm missing something. And in fact, if you're not reading it, you are. If you're saying I don't like zombies or whatever, but a really good place to go get trades or comics is ComicHole.com, which is where I believe we got Ron's uh, yes. first volume of the Walking Dead trade. Infected me with the zombie virus. Oh, so good. Uh, they've got all new uh, Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, Image books, all that, forty percent off. 
Um, you can go there and you can pre-order the regular books that you want. If you, and you can get you know the subscription service. You can do all sorts of things like that every month. Um, they'll automatically send them to you. Uh, they also have you know trades and hardcovers. Those are all thirty to fifty percent off, which is a, a not insignificant savings. Um, so go over to comichole.com and let them know that iFanboy were the people who told you to do that. And uh, they ship real good, and they're very fast, and it's a uh, it's good place to do the business. Awesome. I actually meant, uh, did you want to tell them about the Sharpen video show that was coming up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so ready to just flog. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, so this Wednesday, uh, coming out, uh, keep your eye on your RSS reader or uh, ifanboy.com, uh, and, and there's going to be a show that has something to do with uh, Big Bobby K., who has never been called that before and will never be called that again. <laughs> All right, so on to the voicemail. So before we dive into the voicemail, we just want to wanna reset the expectations and the rules of the voicemail. All right, we love getting the voicemail. We've gotten a ton of voicemail over the past couple of weeks. Like, seriously, Way like, more than normal, lot. yeah. Way more than normal, which is awesome, so keep calling Which in. makes you think, but, why isn't mine getting read? It's, it's tough right. for competition. So we wanted to give a little handy guide to your guide to getting your voicemail on the iFanboy podcast. Number one. Leave your name and where you're from. Tell us, start off, hey, this is Ron from Connecticut or Connor from Brooklyn or whatever. That's the Don't say one. that, though, because we'll know you're lying. Right. Say, say it about you. <laughs> um, number two, um, keep it succinct. 30 seconds. You know, we, as much as we love to hear you talk about your opinions and ramble and stuff like that, a two-and-a-half-minute voicemail, nobody really wants, doesn't really work. <laughs> so just get to the point and get in, get out. You don't have to be funny. You don't have to be, you know what I mean, no, no pressure to do voices or anything like that. Um, just, you know, get on, tell us who you are, what your question is, and get off. So. Right. <laughs> no, it's true. So, yeah. So, um, it's the harsh so that's reality it. of show business, people. Sadly, it is. We only have so much time. So, um, so that said, our first voicemail um, wants some answers. Hey, guys, uh, I love the show. And, you know, last week I'm um, talking about 52 and Strangers in Paradise, so I went to the comic shop and picked them up. And uh, they were, okay, I was a little bit confused. Um, so I was wondering if you could just take maybe 30 seconds and uh, bring up speed on both of those, because that'd be great. Thanks. So you're saying, and I want to get this clear, you want a 30-second uh, roundup of 14 years of Strangers in Paradise and a year <laughs> of weekly comic books. <laughs> That's not going to happen. And if you really did go in and buy 52, number 52, and Strangers in Paradise, 89 of 90, that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to go back and get the back that's, issues that's of the not gonna, I remember I bought Preacher issue 49, and I thought, what is this crap? <laughs> in a pinch, um, go to Wikipedia or go to. There's a lot of there's a lot of good websites no, that have a lot of information. Just go, stuff like that. You're gonna have to read the story. Well, yeah, I mean, ultimately read. But if you can't afford all the books, go. You, know, you want to know who the characters are? Go to where the resources wait are. Till go you to, can af- actually go to go to strangersofparadise.com. They've got he's got a great you know bios of the characters wait and stuff till you like can that. Because otherwise, you're blowing the story like that. Yeah, I cool. came into the last five minutes of Return of the King, and I'm confused. <laughs> Who's the short exactly. guy with the bare feet? <laughs> so I put on Return of the Jedi, and they were having like a barbecue, and then it ended. <laughs> what happened before that? It was, so, anyway, Why did right, they cook um, that guy in black? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so this is uh, Josh's favorite voicemail in a long time. Hi, fanboy. This is Cameron from San Diego, and I'm just wondering. I've been hearing rumors that at the end of World War Hulk, Hulk's going to get so mad that he's going to completely destroy the 616 universe. Now, I don't know if this is true or not, but after reading the end of Black Panther number 27, 
uh, is there any possibility that there's a multiverse in the Marvel universe, like Ultimate Six One Six, and then like Marvel Zombies? Already, thanks. What I find fascinating is that he referred to Earth Six One Six. It's numbered for a reason. I know. Um, there, there is a multiverse in Marvel. It's been for years. Um, it has been for at least thirty years now. Um, they're designated with numbers, so the Marvel Universe that we read every day is Marvel 616. Um, Ultimate Universe has a number designate. Zombie Universe has a number designate. Um, they're all out there. I might Maybe I'll write an article and post it on iFanboy just as a primer to this, but it is out there. And the origins were um, from Captain Britain. That's where the origins of the multiverse uh, within, yeah. within Marvel. I would think so. you'd have to be crazy. Not, not, not that I'm calling you crazy, Cameron, but crazy to think that they're going to destroy the main Marvel Universe after they spend all this time doing Civil War and all these other things and building it up and... Although that'd be pretty badass. It would be pretty rough. It, it would be a bold mm. choice. <laughs> okay. You know, what, you know what? I dare you, Marvel. <laughs> it would be a bold choice, like uh, hyping up Captain America twenty five in the mainstream media, then not releasing another book for for, for a month. What? what? I don't know what you're talking choice. about. That's a bad choice. That's a that's an unfortunate choice. <laughs> okay. Um, our next caller wants to know where to find us. So politic. Hey guys, it's um, John from Brooklyn. Just giving you a call. First off, uh, I love the podcast. Uh, it's my favorite out of all the comic book podcasts that I listen to. Uh, I just had a quick question. I was wondering if you guys were actually uh, be- going to be going to uh, Wizard World uh, over in uh, Philadelphia in June. Um, I've never been to a convention before, and I was uh, thinking that um, maybe this would be a good one to start off uh, going to. Uh, so I was just curious if you guys were going to be there, and... Uh, Hopefully you will. All right, take care. Bye. John, why didn't you go to the New York Con? Yeah, we're, we're right there. Uh, we are not going to be at Wizard World Philadelphia because that is the same weekend as Heroes Con in North Carolina. We're going to be there. Because all the uh, Charlotte iFanboy folks wanted us there. And frankly, so there's better be. barbecue in North Carolina than there is in Philadelphia. <laughs> Although there's good t- cheesesteaks. Yeah, F-A. in Philly. Yeah, skip one. So, um, so we're not going to be in Philly, but you can catch us in Charlotte. That's June fifteenth, sixteenth, and seventeenth at Heroes Con, and um, and then in July you can catch us at the big old San Diego Comic Con where everybody in the world will be. Um, so right. yeah, so that's where you can find us this summer. Um, if you're going to be at Heroes there's, Con. There's, say hi. And also, Ron's address is five four two. Nice. There's a contingent that wants us in Chicago in August, but um, we'll see about that. So, yeah. all right. I think um, Ron's planning a secret trip for that. <laughs> I, I just ever since you went, I really want deep dish pizza. I'm dying. So anyway. tell them that they'll think uh, they've won. <laughs> okay, so if you want to um, call, if you want to get in touch with iFanboy, you can email us at contact at iFanboy.com, or you can leave a voicemail at one eight 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 Fanboys. That's one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven. Yay! Whew. This is a, this is a this is a marathon, boys. Yeah. So don't forget so. to go to iFanboy.com, where you can talk about all the other books of the week, the books we didn't get to talk to or react to, our opinions and uh, things on this show. And as we mentioned earlier, we come out with a video show every Wednesday around three o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Um, This week, something to do with Kirkman. Um, But if it's uh, different than this show, so if you don't know about the video show, go to ifanboy.com or go to our lovely partners revision3.com/ifanboy and watch the previous episodes and look us up on iTunes and go and enjoy it. You can also go to uh, myspace.com/ifanboy, comicspace.com/ifanboy, Facebook. Wait, Facebook.com. You got to search for us. Yeah, and then verb v i r b dot com slash ifanboy. If you're a member of any of those social networking sites, please come and be our friend. Uh, we would appreciate that. Yeah, if you like the show, you can go vote for us at podcastalley dot com or leave us a review on iTunes for this show or the video show or both. Uh, or both, or you know, say hi. Podcast at dig. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You can dig that. So. 
And also, if you you know have your friends that read comics or your comic book store, just tell them about the show. Yeah. If you haven't Pass about the it word yet, along. And if you if you dig what we do, you can go to ifanboy.com slash donations, and you could um, donate to the cause, and you can go through PayPal. It's real simple and easy. So, yay, um, it's over. Yay. yay, good week. Yay, Nova. So I'm glad. So are you continue to buy Nova, Josh? No, I liked it. I'll read it. I'll definitely read the next one. Oh, uh, you'll read it till you stop. I will read it until I start. Until there's one bad issue. I know, I'm exactly. I'm like the world's most fickle girlfriend. Don't <laughs> piss me off, because I'll kick you to the curb. <laughs> All right, so I think that wraps it up. I'm Ron. I'm Connor. I'm Josh. Don't piss me off, or I'm not talking to you anymore. <laughs> I'll drop you. Because I love you Because I